Um, but we heard uh, from the video how, first of all, Naomi had to leave her home because of famine. And then in a foreign land, she lost her husband's husband and then both her sons. Not only were her husband and sons dearly loved, but also as, as men of the family, they would have been her protection, the ones who were bringing in uh, income uh, for, the, for the family. You know, this can seem like an extreme story. But there will be many, many women around the world today for whom that is, is still the reality. Losing husbands and children to, to war or famine uh, or poverty. Women who will be able to relate to every part of, uh, of the literal story of, of Naomi. But for, for most of us here, we may not be able to relate to the, the sort of extreme uh, parts of, of Naomi's situation but we can still relate to, to some parts of it. So Naomi decided to return home, and we saw how Orpah, not Oprah, uh, remember from our video, um, decides with Naomi's convincing to return to her family and stay in her home country. And we heard how Ruth um, had a hard choice to make. Should she follow her, her um, mother-in-law and show faithfulness uh, to her by going to a place where she didn't know, uh, didn't know and where she wasn't known? Or should she return to her own family, like her sister-in-law or Oprah, Oprah um, with the hope of finding a new life amongst the people who, who she knew and who knew her? So to get us into the frame of mind of Ruth, uh, and for a little bit of fun as well, we're going to play a uh, would-you-rather game, okay? So the, the idea is I'll ask you a would-you-rather question. So a question with just two options. And if you would rather the first option, then you can rob your stomach, Okay. And if you'd rather the second option, then you can pat your head. Remember, it's either or. There's no both or neither as an option, okay? So either or. The, 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 it's either the first option or the second option. The fun is in forcing yourself to choose between the two. The fun, uh, the rules control the fun, remember, everybody. Um, and if you're not sure what you're, gonna, what you're doing, don't worry, you'll quickly get the hang of it. So we'll, we'll, we'll start with my first question. So, would you rather be forced to sing along to every single song you hear? Okay, that's rub your stomach. Or dance to every single song you hear? Okay, so uh, if you, would you rather have to be forced to sing along then, oh, there's a mixture, mainly dancing, mainly dancing. Okay, I think I'd rather sing, actually. Um, okay, next one. Next one. Would you rather be always underdressed or overdressed? Okay, so underdressed, rub your stomach, overdressed, pat your head. Yeah, I'm with Naomi and Joe. Rachel, great, Steph, um, fantastic. So, would you rather have universal respect or unlimited power? Okay, universal respect or unlimited power? 
Oh, there's a few thinking about that, that, that unlimited power. <laughs> Brilliant. Would you rather be 11 feet tall or nine inches tall? So 11, inch, 11 feet tall, rub your stomach, uh, nine inches tall, pat your head. Okay, a mixture there, a mixture. There's, there's, pro, there's, there's pros and cons of both. Now, this is my favourite one. Would you rather lounge by the pool or on the beach? Okay, pool, beach. Oh, this is where I want to do both. <laughs> so mainly beach, mainly beach, okay, okay. Um, next one. Would you rather... Cuddle a koala or pal around with a panda? Cuddle a koala, pal around with a, a panda. Some brave people wanting to pal around with a panda. Okay. Would you rather be able to run at 100 miles per hour or fly at 20 miles per hour? Oh, lots of people with a, a desire to fly in here. Okay, last one, last one. Would you rather visit the International Space Station for a week or spend a week in a hotel at the bottom of the ocean? Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. there's a few sort of thinking, oh, no, neither. <laughs> I th yeah, that both of those sort of make me feel stressed just at the thought of them. Well done, everyone. Well done. So we're going to read from the Bible now about Ruth's decision. So uh, Ruth uh, chapter 1, if you want to follow along in your Bibles, Ruth chapter 1, verses 15 to 18. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to get, turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. When Naomi realised that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. So the two women went on until they came to Bethlehem. When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the women exclaimed, can this be Naomi? Don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. So Ruth uh, decided to follow Naomi, to be loyal and put her faith in God. So together they go to Bethlehem, to Naomi's hometown, and they're greeted by the women there of the town. Uh, but Naomi says to them, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara, because the, the Almighty has made my life very bitter. Turn to the person next to you and say, call me Mara. Perhaps with a sad look on your face. The word uh, Mara means bitter. I think we can all relate to Naomi 
there at times we we may feel a, a sense of bitterness or or sadness about our circumstances you know maybe like Naomi we try to put the blame on God and it's all God's fault for the difficult things in in my life there's also a, a sense of hopelessness in, in Naomi's attitude uh, you know I think sometimes we can feel like that too when life is tough it can be all-consuming and we can lose hope Maybe there's something going on in, in your life right now that you just can't see, uh, see any hope for. Maybe a relationship that's, that's broken or a situation at school or, or work that feels hopeless. Perhaps a habit that you just can't seem to stop or, or one that you just can't seem to start. But the first thing that we can learn from the book of Ruth is God can restore our lives. Even though Naomi had lost everything, God had a plan for Naomi and for Ruth. Ruth met Boaz, who was a kind and God-honoring man, a man who cared for the poor and vulnerable and lived with integrity. Boaz was generous to to Ruth uh, because he'd heard of how she cared for, for Naomi. And eventually they married and had a son. God was able to take this hopeless situation of of Naomi's and restore to her what was lost to rebuild her life and her family you know these tragedies these hopeless situations in our lives they don't surprise God they don't leave God thinking there's no hope the Bible promises that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and who've been called according to his purpose. That means there's no situation beyond God's reach. There's there's nothing which is beyond God's care. God wants to speak hope over your life today. God wants to speak restoration over those seemingly hopeless situations. God knows what you need and he can provide for you. But we also see that God isn't just bringing restoration to Naomi and to Ruth. We see from the last few verses of the book uh, that Naomi's tragedy becomes part of the story of God bringing King David to Israel. It says, uh, verse 16, Then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The women living there said, Naomi has a son. Turn to the person next to you and say, Naomi has a son. You can have a big smile on your face this time. Uh, And they named the son Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. And who do we know? Who was the great, 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 great grandson of King David who was born in his hometown of Bethlehem? Jesus, Jesus, well done, Naomi. (laughs) God is um, restoring the whole world to himself. The story of Ruth and Naomi, two seemingly insignificant women going through personal tragedy, shows us how God is weaving his plans through our lives and weaving our lives into his plans for the whole world. It's amazing. 
You know, God saw that our world was broken and needed to be restored. And he knew that the only way to restore this broken world was through an act of sacrificial love. By Jesus coming to the earth, being born into Naomi and Ruth's family, by dying on the cross, he he was restoring the whole world to himself, offering a way for each of us to be reconciled to God. God has a plan for each of us. And through Jesus' death and resurrection, we can be invited into this plan. The ups and downs of our individual lives, which feels so big to us, yet compared to all that's happening in, in the world, are actually really small. Still, when we invite Jesus into our lives and into those situations, he can redeem them, the good and the bad, especially the the bad, for his eternal kingdom purposes. You know, our tragedies can, can take on deeper meaning when we give them to him. Our attitudes can become worship to him. Our experiences can be used to bless and encourage others. Our gifts and skills can be used not just to do well in our lives, but, but build something eternal. The, the theologian N.T. Wright says, Our task as image-bearing, God-loving, Christ-shaped, spiritual Christians following Christ and shaping our world is to announce redemption to a world that has discovered its fallenness, to announce healing to a world that has discovered its brokenness, to proclaim love and trust to a world that that knows only exploitation, fear and suspicion. You know, as I, I mentioned at the start of, uh, of our service, the story of Ruth happened in the time of the judges of Israel. Yet God's plan for restoring the world wasn't through Samson or Gideon, those judges, but through these poor widows willing to put their trust in God alone. You know, that's the extraordinary story of what happens when God is involved in the lives of ordinary people like Ruth and Naomi, Boaz, and you and I. God's wanting to bring hope and restoration for our world. When we put our trust uh, completely in God, like Ruth and Naomi did, then we join in with God's big plan for the whole of creation. We allow, allow him to weave us into that much greater story than just our own lives. We become part of of building God's kingdom in our communities, in our schools, in our workplaces, in our world. For this generation and for the generations to come and for all of eternity. You know, when life feels a bit rubbish, maybe when we feel the bitterness of disappointment or, or the sense of hopelessness for a situation, we can remember the example of Ruth, who put her complete trust in God. And we can ask God to speak life and hope and restoration into that situation. So we're going to do that now. So we, uh, if you've got children with you, you might just want to draw them near, just help them to sort of engage as we, we start to just chat to God. So let's just settle down a bit. We're all pretty quiet in here already. Um, But you might want to close your eyes to help you concentrate. We're going to chat to God 
just in our heads, just 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 silently in their heads. But if you find it hard uh, to, to sort of sort of pray in and chat in in your head, then you could just whisper it quietly in your hands instead. So we're going to start by telling God something which feels a bit hard, or a bit sad, or even a bit hopeless right now. And then we're going to chat to God and, and tell him how that thing makes us feel. As well as chatting to God, we can catch back from him too. So we're going to ask God how he feels about the thing we're sad about. And finally, we're going to imagine just giving that situation to God. Thank you, God, that you know and see everything that happens in our lives. We hand over this this thing, this hard thing to you, God. Thank you that we can trust you with it. And we say, come, Holy Spirit. And we just wait for a moment. Come, Holy Spirit, will you fill us with new hope? Wash away our bitterness. And restore our trust and our hope in you. Amen.